Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. The Women's World Cup Show. It's a really, really good finish. I love goals like that on TalkSport 2. Hello, hello. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. I mean, I don't even know where to start with this. The Lionesses fell at the final hurdle and it's Spain crowned world champions. It just wasn't meant to be for England. We changed shape and then you need some other players too. We had to do something. We, we weren't able to, to press uh, enough and we wanted to... We wanted to have the ball more and control more and get press on our fullbacks out of possession too. So Serena Wiegmann has defended her decision to take Alessia Russo and Rachel Daly off at half time, but defender Jess Carter feels the damage was already done. I think so, you know, for me, I think that we were a little bit off in that first half and I don't think you can afford to be off it against Spain at any time, let alone in a World Cup final. It is a momentous achievement for Spain though, as they're victorious, winning their first ever Women's World Cup. And it's Andres who will lift the World Cup high into the dark night sky at Stadium Australia. All that, plus we'll do a final review of our best bits from what has been an incredible tournament. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Oh, I don't even know where to start, but I was really hoping I'd be buoyantly saying happy Sunday, you lovely lot. Instead, I'm trying to be positive, after that final, a 1-0 defeat for England. Commiserating with me is former Spurs captain Jenna Scalacci. Are you feeling as flat as I feel? I do, I feel so flat. I haven't felt this flat for ages. I mean, we've been on such a high, haven't we? And it just feels, yeah, I guess flat's the only word to describe it. Yeah, it really is. It's, it, you know, it's gutting because we, we, we thought we were close. We thought the tournament had opened up. We'd solved all the problems that we had. Mm. And then we get to the final and it felt a little bit as if we didn't show up. I think as well, given that we had Spain in the final, I think it was ours to lose going into it. So I think after the, you know, the semis and the tie panned out the way it did, I felt we felt quite confident going into it. Just given, you know, Spain's strengths going forward and being a little bit vulnerable at back kind of suits the way we play, but we just didn't capitalise. And actually, Spain were very, very good at the back today. They really <laughs> were. And listen, before we properly delve into things, if you can bear it, let's remind ourselves how the final played out live on TalkSport. Seventy-five thousand packed inside the stadium. Can the Lionesses bring football home? The World Cup final is about to get off and underway in Sydney, down under, 
live across the nation on Talk Sports. Here is Bronze again, right footed delivery. Rachel Daly brings it down. Lauren Head shoots off the bar. England so close and cleared away by Oda Batcher. Best chance for the World Cup final so far. It's plucked out of the air neatly by Caldente. Waits for the run of Carmona. Carmona will strike it into the bottom corner. Captain's goal in the World Cup final from Olga Carmona of Spain. England lead ups to bail them out here. It's Hermoso, left foot in. It's saved by Mary Erbs. England's number one stands up on the big occasion. Heart of the lioness. That is it. Spain are the World Cup winners, and it is heartache for the lionesses. The dream down under ends with defeat. Oh, I don't know if I can listen to it again. It's so painful. Let's hear the thoughts of manager Serena Wiegmann. She was speaking post-match to talk sports Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. Can you sum up your emotions right now? Yeah, very disappointed. That's most of all. So don't feel very well. Very disappointed. Same time, I think I can be very proud of the team, uh, what we have achieved, how we have grown in the tournament, how we have uh, come back from lots of uh, things thrown at us uh, before the tournament, also during the tournament. We start playing better and better, and I think today uh, Spain was just uh, a very good team too. I think the first half we uh, were struggling. We started really well, had a shot on the, on the crossbar, but then they, uh, uh, they got really comfortable on the ball and we couldn't get pressed. The second half, I think we did better. And we got some chances. We played more open to Suze. They got some chances too. But if it would have been a little bit too our way, we, we could have scored a goal. Um, but then the, the rhythm got out of the game again with, um, uh, with the penalty, uh, with the injury. And unfortunately, when we tried to uh, really force a goal, uh, we didn't do that good enough to uh, create. A well, we did get that last chance with the cross, but um, it didn't go in. And you, you made the changes at half-time. Nothing that we see from you very often. But do you feel they made the impact that, that you wanted? Yeah, well, I think um, we, changed, we, we changed shape. And then you need some other players too. We had to do something. because We, we weren't able to, to press uh, enough. And we wanted to, we wanted to have the ball more and control more and get press on our fullbacks out of possession too. I think that worked well because we were more on their half of the pitch and they were struggling a little bit. We just, yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to score the goal. Really interesting thoughts there, Jenna, from the manager, Serena Wiegmann. She said they felt that she needed to do something and then make the change. It was a really early change um, at half time. She believes it worked well, but just said they couldn't score the goal. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I thought it was quite early, quite drastic at half-time to, to make those subs. I felt half-time came at a really good time for England. I think they needed to get in regroup and then go again. For me, I thought James, when she was on the ball, she was effective, but wasn't on the ball as much as we'd like to see her. And I think that's just the way the game was playing out. I think every time that we were on the ball, Spain were defensively so excellent in reclaiming that ball and then going forward. I thought Chloe Kelly, when she did have the ball, she had glimpses of excellence like like we've seen but I don't know I, I, I still stick with I think it was a bit too early you know you don't you're not used to seeing it happen around 60 65 minutes so I'd have been happy if it happened then and I, you need to make a change then and actually if you're gonna take off you know effectively the WSL golden boot winner and yeah. Alessia Russo who's already scored three goals for you during the tournament 
then you bring on Beth England earlier than she did because she made those changes at 45 but didn't bring Beth England on until just before the 90 was up. I think I felt it was quite harsh on Rouge though just given that I feel she's grown into the tournament and she scored some really important goals for us in the last two games Um, so I think her confidence will be absolutely shattered from that but I think yeah I agree I think leave Russo on she's a goal scorer she's She's grown into this, you know, this, these are her moments. She doesn't need a lot of chances. She just needs that one goal. But yeah, I think interesting substitutes and ultimately they haven't paid off. So obviously questions will be asked now. Yeah, they have to be. And I think, you know, Leanne Sanderson always uses the phrase in Serena, we trust. But I feel like this maybe is the first time that, that she's got it wrong. Let's hear for more reaction from the tunnel, shall we? Courtney also spoke to England defender Jess Carter. I'm sorry to have to ask this question, but can you just sort of put your emotions... Um, you know, into words for us at the moment. Yeah, obviously we're disappointed today, but I think beyond proud, you know, for me, proud of myself, um, first World Cup and proud of this team. We've overcome every single barrier that we've had up until today and, you know, making amazing memories and moments together. And, you know, this team, every single player, every staff member has put everything they can into this tournament um, and I'm nothing but proud of everyone. Yeah, looking at the game today, where do you think it was won and lost? Was it just the fact you came up against a very, very good side this evening? I think, so. you know, for me, I think that we were a little bit off in that first half and I don't think you can afford to be offered against Spain at any time, let alone in a World Cup final. Um, we definitely came out second half um, looking a lot more threatening, um, but just unfortunately a little step off it, I think. Um, you know, we weren't clinical enough, maybe we didn't create as many opportunities and, um, you know, they had one, they had their one chance and they, they took it really well. And in terms of going forward, what this team can achieve, you've achieved so much, a, a World Cup final, winning the Euros, so coming round to the next major tournament, is that the fact that, right, we've got to go and win this and not necessarily avenge this, but learn from this um, experience and try and take that forward? To be honest with you, the next tournament isn't even in my mind. Um, you know, at the moment, just we want to live in this moment here. And as disappointed as we are, it's, you know, so proud to be here. And we have to remember what we have achieved. Obviously, we want to win every single game that we play in. So, of course, you know, once, I guess, the dust settles a little bit and we've had some time to reflect and, you know, we have to pick ourselves up and get ready to go again. I mean, the thing is, as Jess Carter says there, they have overcome so many barriers in this tournament and there is an enormous amount of of pride, but ultimately, they just weren't the Lionesses team that we're used to seeing, I don't feel. Do do you feel as if they they were overcome by the occasion a little bit? I think, you know, we've spoke so many times on this podcast during the World Cup. We haven't seen England at their best at all. They've kind of got away with some games and they've they've had to fight, they've had to be resilient and they've come out on top and they've used that experience from last summer. I think what they haven't come up against is a very, very good team like they have today in Spain and ultimately they've been punished. Jess Carter mentions there they didn't show up for a first half. Now, you can't expect to not show up for 45 minutes and, and lift a World Cup trophy at the end of it. You've got to be consistent over the 90 minutes. You know, had that hemp chance gone in early doors, it could have been a whole different story, but... Of course, I think the occasion would have got to both sets of players, but it's the same for you know Spain as it is for England. Um, I think what England had was the experience of last summer, which Spain hadn't. I just keep going back to that crossbar hit from oh. Lauren Hemp on 16 minutes, <laughs> and I just think, you know, it's 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 really fine margins like that that define yeah. a, a, a major final. Yeah, yeah, it is fine margins when you're playing at the top. It's a small small little details and. I remember my old coach, he, all his favourite word was details. It is all about the smallest details and the minute you neglect or, you know, it might even be how we conceded our go- the, the goal, you know, Lucy Bronze gets caught up in the middle of the pitch. Instead of reacting, 
she doesn't react. She's, she's, you know, kicking out her frustrations. Now that's a detail that can she get back in and try and stop the counter attack? So it's small little details and at the top, they are what define these, these top, top matches. Yeah, they certainly do. How do the players pick themselves up after a loss like this though? Because, you know, this is the first competitive game they've lost under Serena Wiegmann. They've done it on the, on the biggest stage. It's going to take a little while to get over. hundred oh, percent. I think, you know, that they've lived and breathed this tournament. I think, I think it's going to be so much harder because of the high that we've had after the Euros, especially for these players. And, you know, they've earned everything that they've got. And, you know, I think they've gone into this tournament favourites, I think, to, to go on and win it against Spain. And, you know, in, in moments like this, you, you learn the most. It's a quick turnaround with the Olympics. So, you know, they'll take time away now with their families to to just have a bit of downtime away from football because they've been in that that environment for, I think, almost two months now. So they'll need to switch off. And then, you know, the WSL will start again in, in October. So there's not much to turn around and then the international games and then we'll be at the Olympics again. So in that sense, they've got a chance to, you know, go on and win a, another medal next summer. But it's going to hurt so bad because, you know, that's your dream as a little girl and they were so, so close. But I think they can hold their heads up high. You know, they've achieved something that not many people or players can say they've done. We'll take some positives. A mention for, for Mary Oaks, Golden Glove winner, thoroughly oh. deserved. And actually, I think she was the standout performer oh, for the Lionesses shoot. in the final as well. She was unbelievable, I think. I, I just love her. I think her aura, everything, even when that penalty was given, I was sitting next to my friend and I was like, she's going to save it. This is, this is her moment. You can see her. She's just got this aura about her. And I, and I hope, you know, you go down to the park next Saturday and you see a little goalkeeper score, uh, saving a pen, and you see her react, just obviously not swearing, but, you know, <laughs> reacting how she did. I think she's been fantastic. And she's made such big saves throughout this tournament. Without her, you know, we possibly might not be at this stage anyway. And, you know, the plaudits normally go to your goal scorers and your winners, but boy has she saved this team and she, she's phenomenal and yeah I love her. I mean let's let's focus on, a, on on another positive because these lionesses have still brought the nation together there is going to be a statue of them you know we're looking at the Wembley Arch right now here at Box Park in Wembley and there'll be a statue of the lionesses after their Euros success yeah. that was going to happen regardless of what happened today which is so incredible and the legacy is is massive and it is another big step in the development of women's football domestically. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I get goosebumps when just listening to you say that. I think it's incredible. I mean, if you'd have thought that there'd be a statue of lionesses here even maybe five years ago, you, you probably wouldn't dream it, would you? But rightly so, they deserve it. And I think, you know, you talk about the legacy and I think the amount of girls now that are going to be so inspired if they weren't already from the Euros all over the world, you know, even in countries you know, Morocco, Jamaica, that they might not necessarily seen their team play football before or knew they were female footballers. I think it's just so inspiring, you know, and every country have come up against their own barriers to get to where they've got to. And I think for the Lionesses, you know, you touched on it, the whole nation's proud of them anyway. Um, everyone now respects what we have in this Lionesses team, in women's football in general. In women's football in general now, you know, these are elite performers who are, who are the, Power, just as powerful off the pitch as they are on the pitch. So I think, you know, so many positives, but of course there's going to be a lot of heartbreak over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there really is. Uh, just those figures after the Euro's success last year, 2.4 million women and girls participating in football in this country, which is quite incredible. And I'm sure we'll see an uplift on that again when the figures come out next year. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Faker Rothers and Jenna Scalacci with you. Coming up, we're going to hear the immediate post-match reaction from our show earlier on live at Box Park.
This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Don't forget the TalkSport Network is the place to be for all things Women's World Cup. Thank you for being with us. I'm Faker Rothers. Jenna Scalacci is with me as well. Myself and Adrian Durham have been at Box Park in Wembley for the match. So let's rewind to our immediate post-match debrief from the game with the commentary team Leanne Sanderson, Joe Shannon and Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. Cutter Cole took it above her head, took it true. She goes down, she's mobbed by her teammates and that is it. Spain are the World Cup winners and it is heartache for the Lionesses. Having travelled so far across the world, the dream down under ends with defeat in the final in Sydney. Spain are Women's World Cup winners for the first time in their history and Serena Beekman's England are left with the desperate, gut-wrenching feeling of what might have been. 57 years of World Cup heartache for England senior teams. I'm sorry to tell you that that heartache will go on and on and on. For the Lionesses, a remarkable year, a remarkable year punctuated by almost complete and total and utter success. But when it came, to the final hurdle, the final match of their World Cup journey, they just didn't quite have enough. Spain, the World Cup winners, Olga Carmona, the captain, the goal scorer in tears, England players on the field in Stadium Australia, hands on hips, some don't know where to look. Serena Feigman suffers her first competitive defeat as England boss, England's first defeat in any proper competition since the last World Cup in 2019. And despite the glory days of 2022, when England became European champions, the wait for a first World Cup win for the Lionesses and a first World Cup win for any England senior side since 1966 will go on to another year. Spain are the 2023 Women's World Cup winners. They have beaten England in the final in Sydney by a goal to nil. Oh my goodness me, the heartache continues as Joe said and this one Adrian Durham really hurts. You're not wrong, that's uh, devastating. Listen, there's a lot of things we could say and I, I want to say about Serena Beekman and how she managed that situation from half time onwards. But first of all, you've got to say for England to get that far and to get that close and to push Spain that hard, given all the injuries they had pre-tournament, given the fact that so much went against them and they weren't particularly brilliant in some games of this tournament, then you've got to give them credit. It's a valiant effort, bearing all of that in mind. But I think that this is one game where Serena Beekman, as brilliant as she's been, is going to look back and regret certain decisions. I know exactly what decisions you're talking about there. 45 minutes at half-time as we went back down to watch and Joe and Leanne took over. I said to you in my head, They've just said that Rachel Daly and Alessia Russo are coming off. I mean, I, I just, you've got the WSL Golden Boot winner and Alessia Russo, who's scored three goals in this tournament so far, coming off the pitch when you're 1-0 down in a World Cup final. I just don't understand that. I don't understand it. I, I'd understood that changes were needed. I thought going to a four made sense as well but to take two goal scorers off when you need goals and to not put Beth England on at that point I, I couldn't get my head around it at all I thought it was a very strange decision I think that I looked at Serena Beekman just before half time and I thought she looked a little bit confused 
Um, and, and I may be totally wrong, but I think she's just overthought it in her head and left us with no goal scorers on the pitch at the start of the second half. The other decision was to push Millie Bright up front as early as she did. Left us short at the back, so they kept exploiting that. We were lucky not to concede again. Millie Bright, I don't think, was that effective up front. But to do it that early, knowing we were going to have a lot of injury time, you said to me there's going to be at least 10 minutes, yeah. and there was 13. So she would surely have worked that out, and people around her would have told you there's going to be at least 10 minutes. And to push Millie Bright that far forward, that early on in the game, I thought was a really odd decision. And even after that, Beth England comes on. But it's too little, too late with Beth England. What she have, 15 minutes of the 90 Yeah, not, not, not even that, really. And, you know, it takes you a little bit of time to get up to speed with yeah. the game as well. I think this is the most frustrating thing because I went into this game with such confidence that England didn't even got to the final, bearing in mind the ups and downs that they'd had throughout the tournament, the problems that they'd had coming into it with injuries. Then all the solutions that Serena Beekman had provided, I thought, you know what? They have experienced every single type of thing going against them, and they've come out of it. And I expected them to do exactly the same today. As yeah. England, as England manager, sorry, Leanne, as England manager, it's the first time that Serena's been found wanting, I think, or to be seriously questioned about some of her decisions. And we're right to question those decisions. But Leanne makes a really good point. Leanne, you're spot on. Spain were superb. And I think that we've, we've been unlucky, England, in that we've come up against the Spain side at a particular moment in time where they seemingly are in disarray, yet that appears to have galvanised the players who were in Australia for the World Cup. Bob Matty was untouchable today. I mean, she was almost literally untouchable. If she isn't the best player in the world right now, I'd love to know who is. That was a, an exceptional performance from her. But all that's been going on behind the scenes, all the trouble with the coach, all of that just seems to have brought Spain together and worked in their favour. And Leanne, from England's point of view, that's just unfortunate timing. It is, and they're a different Spain team. Yes, there's 12 players that are missing, but you're right, it galvanised them. And it's interesting, they, we talk about England having off-the-field problems with obviously trying to fight for equal pay. I mean, this Spanish team have so many problems, and it has galvanised them. I feel for all the players, I really do. And I think you're right, Adrian, you know, I think Serena Wiegmann, Again, a team selection today, we can question that now. I will, because I think Lauren James should start these games. I think she's our best player. I think if you start Ella Toon and it comes off, then absolutely. But you have to question that because Lauren James is our most influential player. Three goals, three assists during this tournament. Still up there as one of the top goal scorers and missed two games. So, you know, and bringing in Chloe Kelly and Lauren James, it was almost like they couldn't find their rhythm because the team was playing so badly. Kira Walsh didn't have her best game today, and that's almost like a domino effect on the rest of the team because they look at Kira Walsh as a big responsibility for her, but they look at Kira Walsh as that player, like that quarterback of the team that can get everything going. And when she's not at it, the rest of them seem to kind of crumble. But taking off Alessia Russo at half-time doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. It never will make sense to me. I'm, I'm watching the pictures of the Lionesses absolutely devastated on the pitch at Stadium Australia. They know how close they were. As you say, Leanne, they, they were outplayed today. And I think that's, one, that's what's going to hurt them most, actually. Yeah, and I said it the other day when Australia played against England, it was almost like the occasion got the better of Australia because they, couldn't, they didn't really up their tempo. They looked flat. I think we looked like that. And I looked in the in the lineup, you know, when we were walking out to the game, you could see, I thought, oh, the players look focused. Actually, maybe they were just absolutely nervous. You can never, you can do all this stuff off the field, you know, the mindset, what does it feel like? But it's managing your emotions. And it's amazing because I know the focus will be on Serena Veeman getting to two back-to-back -back World Cup finals and not winning, but she's taken teams that had no right to even be there in the first place to another level. So I'm going to focus on that for sure.
Yeah, I think we should focus on some of the positives, actually, because it is a step further. They won the Euros. They've got to the final of a World Cup for the first time. That's a real positive to take. Bearing in mind everything coming into this tournament, everything they've contended throughout it as well, it's still positive. They're not going to be feeling that right at this moment. I'll be honest, I don't really feel like that right at this moment. But Me I think neither. on I reflection... Yeah, I feel sick. On reflection, I think they will. So let's focus on some of the positives, and one of those in particular was Mary Earps, because let's be fair, this would not be a 1-0 scoreline without Mary Earps. No, it wouldn't, and it was a fantastic save. It was a poor penalty from Jenny Hermoso, probably the only thing she'd done wrong all game, and Mary Earps seemed to know exactly where she was going. And I think apart from the game against Colombia, when the ball from Santos went over her head, she's been exceptional, and that's why she's the best goalkeeper in the world. I think, you know, fair play, we're seeing scenes of Alex Greenwood on our screen, getting stitched up on the field of play, coming straight back on, you know, that's the type of spirit this team has. But I feel for the players, after having that glimpse of success last summer, you feel it. It's one of the hardest moments when you lose a game like this and you're out there having to watch the trophy presentation happen. But sometimes that can find something in within you that will make you think, I don't want this to happen again. The only thing that concerns me is that in four years, the other teams will come back stronger. USA yeah. will come back stronger, Germany, Brazil, Canada. Those teams will be stronger and we have to grow from this and we have to keep getting better. I think we can get some reaction from the tunnel. Our England reporter, Courtney Sweetman-Kirk, is at Stadium Australia. Who are you with, Courtney? No one at the moment. We're still waiting that the players are out on the pitch. Um, we're down here, obviously, abso absolutely devastated and just listening to, to what you guys are saying. Maybe a little bit of a different feel inside the stadium, I think. Look, you can argue, you know, over the changes that Serena Vigman has made. But I do think they look better in the second half. I'm not saying they look good, um, but they certainly looked look better from the first half, which probably wasn't overly difficult from the way they got overran. But I think there's a lot of players as well, regardless of the decisions that Serena Vigman made, were below par today. Um, I think the occasion got to them, and sometimes that's something that you, you can't really manage those individual players. And that unfortunately, there was a lot of them that didn't play to the potential today. And I think that's the, the, the overriding feeling that, that we've got at the moment. Where, where do you think we lost the match? I think in the midfield. I think it's, you know, I hate to pick out individual players, but it's probably the worst performance I've ever seen from Kira Walsh, really. Normally she's the metronome, she's the one where normally she gets the ball and she's always in space. And it seems that, you know, Spain sort of got her number today when she was trying to get the ball and play forward. There was someone on her back, she was getting pickpocketed with the ball. And because then we didn't have that rhythm, of going through Kira, we struggled to find a, a different way to play. And I do maybe agree with the fact that probably Beth England should have been brought on earlier. But I, as I say, I just unfortunately think we've hit a moment where there's, a, you know, a majority of the players in the squad that you know wouldn't have played in, in the in the way that they wanted to, which is, you know, you never want that to happen on a on a World Cup final. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Faker Others and Jenna Scalacci with you. Coming up next, we're going to bring you more from Stadium Australia after England's World Cup final defeat. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2 in association with Zero, small business accounting software and proud partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. I'm Faker Rothers. Jenna Scalacci, former Tottenham captain, is with me. Let's hear a bit more of that reaction from Joe and Leanne as they bring us the individual tournament awards as well as the Spanish trophy lift. Paraluela, who is the first teenager to score in a semi-final for a winning team since Pele in 1958. Mary Earps outstanding at this tournament for England, a glum look on her face as she holds the golden glove up to the sky. And now the turn of, for me, the player of the match today, Aitana Bonmarti, who is going to pick up the Golden Ball Award here, the Spaniard. Outstanding across the course of the tournament, and three goals across the entire World Cup. The eventual winner of the Golden Boot is a player uh, from Japan, Hinata Miyazawa, who won the Golden Boot with five goals in the end, but it's Bon Marti who wins the Golden Ball Award for her contribution across the tournament for Spain, least of all in the final tonight, Leah. What a player she is. I agree with what Adrian Durham said previously. Best player in the world right now. What a player she is. In the absence of Alexia Puteas at Barcelona this year, she's been absolutely brilliant in the Champions League and She's just a fantastic footballer, and I'm so glad that she's able to show it on the world stage. Erps and Von Marti, shoulder to shoulder, arms around each other. Erps choosing very sportingly to pose for the award with Von Marti. England defeated in the Women's World Cup final by Spain. There'll be so many questions for the England side, and of course the repercussions will be spoken about in the coming days and weeks. The England squad are all gathered to the left of the presentation ceremony and that huge plinth with FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 written on the top of the plinth in gold and now we have the uh, presentation for some of the uh, match officials who are getting arms of thanks and handshakes from the dignitaries and the arms of Gianni Infantino holding up the medals around the necks for the officials today and of course all of this happening while England are still going through the commiserations and the recriminations England players that we've seen in tears some of whom didn't play a single minute at this World Cup but all have contributed to the England camp and England have continued to inspire millions upon millions of women and girls all across this country 
but ultimately they will be flying back halfway across the world, I think, Leanne Sanderson, with a, a real sense of an opportunity missed at this World Cup. It is gutting for all of the Lionesses. It is, and these ones are going to hurt, not for days, not for weeks, but for months, you know, and, and losing in this magnitude when you're so close. But they were second best to everything today, England, and I think Spain for sure deserved this. Will we see Serena Wiegmann at the next World Cup? Her contract runs out in 2025. She says she has no plans to leave her role already being linked with the USA job, which is now vacant after Vlatko Andonovsky left his role following their round of 16 exit. Their first ever competitive defeat under Serena Wiegmann has come in the 39th game of their Dutch head coach's tenure. And for Serena Wiegmann, after the heartbreak of World Cup final defeat with the Netherlands in 2019, I'm sorry to say that history has repeated itself in 2023. She's at the back of the queue. She is a relatively quiet and unassuming figure when you speak to her, perhaps in post-match or before a game. But she has inspired so many, not just in the England setup, but as I say, generations, millions of women and girls across the country of England. And Serena Wiegmann will come again in an England managerial role. A huge cheer across all of Stadium Australia. The commiserations and the words from Gianni Infantino, Her Majesty Queen Letizia of Spain and the others in the FIFA delegation may feel hollow at this stage, but Serena Wigner, she gets a big hug from the chair of the FA, the FIFA Vice President, Debbie Hewitt, has achieved a great deal. She has taken England to a new level. She made the impossible dream a potential reality. And though England have not succeeded on the world stage, ultimately, when it came to the final hurdle, this England side, this group of heroines who achieved so much at the Euros will come again. There will be brighter days ahead for England. There will be, and I think it's obviously, obviously saying Serena Wiegmann has lost back-to-back -back World Cups doesn't look good, but I think it's important to remember she's got squads. When she's taken in squads like the Netherlands and England, they weren't ranked number one in the world. They had no right to even be there. When you get there, you have that feeling that we have that divine right that we should win. It doesn't work like that. You know, and Spain deserved this, but Serena Wiegmann, I give her so much credit because before she got this job, we were nowhere near being European champions, nowhere near World Cup finals. Under Phil Neville, we wasn't. So fair play to Serena Wiegmann. And now beneath these dark Sydney skies, the scenes that England supporters didn't want to see. Spain, jubilant, beaming smiles on faces, tears of joy. Spanish flags have been unfurled in red and gold. Hugs for all of the Spain players, hopping up and down. The joy of victory. They can't quite believe it, some of these Spain players. And the contrasted emotions, of course. There isn't much between defeat and victory on a day like this. Ultimately, there wasn't even much in the game in the World Cup final. But it's England who've ended up on the losing side this time. And Spain, in just a few moments, are about to lift the World Cup for the first time ever. Spain players kissing that gleaming gold and silver trophy as they walk beyond it. The likes of Alba Redondo, the likes of Laia Cadena, Irina Paredes, who are both outstanding in central defence. The goalkeeper, Catacol, a surprise name in the squad, only made her Spain debut at this World Cup. What a goalkeeper she will be across her career for Barcelona and Spain. And in just a few moments, there will be a medal round the neck too of Alexia Puteas, arguably one of the greatest women's players of all time, 
had a desperate passage in the last year due to injury. She hasn't been involved. She hasn't been in. She hasn't been able to play her part, perhaps as she would have liked across this Spain World Cup. She and Hermoso, the all-time leading scorer, missed a penalty in the final, but in the end it didn't matter. She and Hermoso have swapped shirts for the trophy presentation, but a beaming smile on the face of Alexia Puteas, who's won everything that there is to win in the club game and now a World Cup winner, Leah. Absolutely incredible. You know, coming on in the Champions League final as well in the dying minutes of the game. We know she'd be a mainstay in this team had she not been coming back from that ACL injury. So I think Jorge Vilda has managed this situation very well, bringing her into the game to see it out and Paralo starting. But this team, this Spanish team, against all the things and all the problems they've had off the field of play, 12 of their players are not here. Three of them decided to come back for this tournament. I can't even imagine how those players that are not here must be feeling a fair play to them and the ones that have decided to come as well. And that dispute may continue. Who knows how long Jorge Vilda has got in the Spain hot seat. Maybe there'll still be doubts about his credentials and there will be some who feel that even despite this achievement, Spain have done it in spite of their head coach. That is maybe a debate for another day. But without question, Spain are the winners tonight at Stadium Australia in Sydney. England flew all the way across the world. They flew down under in hope of glory and success. But the wait will continue. That long wait for an English senior World Cup victory that has taken place since those heady days of Sir Alf Ramsey and Bobby Moore in 1966 and the trophy at Wembley. That is our solitary and last memory of an England senior side capturing football's greatest prize. Ivana Andres is at the back of the queue in terms of the Spain squad and players, the last of the Spain squad to receive their winner's medals. And in just a few moments, Spain will lift the World Cup. Gianni Infantino is there, the FIFA president. He clasps the trophy in one hand, and now he walks across to the middle of the podium here, Infantino, and he will present it to the Spain captain, Olga Carmona. Spain are ready to celebrate. Perhaps Buteas will get a chance to get her hand on the trophy as well. The trophy is being held up by Queen Letizia of Spain, and it's Andres who will lift the World Cup high into the dark night sky at Stadium Australia. Spain have won the 2023 Women's World Cup, but for the Lionesses, I'm sad to say it will go down this tournament as the one that got away. The gold and silver World Cup trophy is hoisted high into the sky. England and Lionesses supporters all across the country, all across the world, from those listening at home to talk sport to those in at Stadium Australia, we're hoping it would be Millie Bright's moment. We're hoping it would be the Lionesses moment. But after the glory of winning the European Championships this summer, this time, ultimately, for the Lionesses, it was not to be. The Lionesses, second best on the night, runners up in the tournament, but for Spain, World Cup glory for the first time in their history. Spain, the winners of the FIFA Women's World Cup for 2023.
I mean, look, we haven't really focused on Spain, have we? Because the fallout for us, Jenna, has, has been predominantly uh, for what this means for England. But it is an incredible achievement for this Spain side, bearing in mind they'd never won a knockout game at a major tournament before uh, they, they, re they won that last 16 match. Now they've won their first World Cup title. All of that with all the off-field problems that they've had with their manager, Jorge Vilda, it's quite incredible. I mean, it, some would say impossible going into this tournament. It's madness. They, I mean, there's no way they should really have just lifted the World Cup, given off-the-pitch issues as well. And they've still got some of their best players still at home in Spain. Um, yeah, so incredible. And, you know, they've had to go through it this tournament as well. Um, but I think through the, youth leg, uh, through the youth system in Spain, they've totally dominated. So I think now you're seeing, you're reaping those rewards as those youth players graduate into the first team. But... Do you know what? I think today they were just fantastic. I, I think they played the game of their tournament when, when they needed to do it. They peaked at the final. They got it spot on. And I just felt on the ball, they were excellent. They were so, so good. They just looked calm, relaxed. There was no panic. They controlled the ball like, like we know a Spanish team does. But they just seemed to have that extra edge. At times they looked like they had an extra player as well, which I couldn't get my head around. But yeah, it just looked like they got their game plan spot on and the difference was defensively, they were solid today. You're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. I'm Faye Carruthers. Jenna Scalacci is with me. Uh, coming up, we're going to take a look back at the best bits from the 2023 Women's World Cup. You're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show in association with Zero small business accounting software and proud partner of England Women. Dream bigger. If you missed this episode live or duck in halfway through, don't worry. We're also available on podcasts, plenty of places you can download us. But first, head to the TalkSport app to find us. You can obviously subscribe elsewhere as well. At the moment, it's really hard to look past the disappointment for England's Lionesses. But when we look back on this tournament as a whole, there is so much to celebrate from attendance records to breakout teams, wonder goals to wonder goalkeeping. This World Cup has really given us absolutely everything and as the competition reaches its close it's time to round up some of our favorite bits from this world cup so jenna a couple of questions for you who is i mean it was awarded to aitana bonmati in terms of the golden ball uh who was your player of the tournament uh, do you know what i actually agree with that i've raving about her all tournament i think ah, oh, fantastic midfielder i think technically excellent she showed glimpses of that on the pitch just her ability to get out of really tight situations, technically one of the best I've seen and I've never really had the opportunity to watch her other than on this World Cup stage. So yeah, for me, I think she's a standout, standout performer. Who's the standout Lioness player for you? Uh, it's got to be Mary Earps. I think she's been phenomenal. Uh, unreal. I think a leader from the back. I think her passion, everything about her. I, I just love her. I want to join a fan club. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, somebody who's in her fan club for sure, well, me, I've always been in her fan club, but talk sports Sam Matterface as well, when she saved that penalty, oh. just came and jumped on me and was just like, Mary Queen of Stops. She has been phenomenal, hasn't she? She's just got a different level mentality. I mean, that kind of plays into the next question that I have from you, so don't pick Mary. Who else oh. was your goalkeeper <laughs> of the tournament? I'm kind of, I'm more thinking kind of Sweden. We haven't even mentioned the the bronze medal winning match with yeah. uh, Sweden beating Australia 2-0 uh, to take bronze yet again. Yeah, Musevic is up there, but I think I'm going to give it to Arnold just based on the penalty shootout against France. I think, again, unbelievable saves during the match. Just grew as the game went on. The goal seemed to be getting smaller. And then I think in the penalty, she, she was fantastic. 
Um, and then to step up and take one, yes, she missed it, but then she had to get back in the sticks to make a save again. Um, so for me, I'll go Mackenzie Arnold. Love that. I, I agree with you 100%. West Ham have, a, have an absolute superstar on their hands there. I'm just going to also let you know why there's banging in the background. It's because all the <laughs> barriers are being put away here at Box Park where we're recording uh, this show for you. And they would be out for the rest of the evening if England had won, for sure. Everybody started streaming out, unfortunately, uh, when... Uh, the final whistle went. Still some people celebrating, mind you. I know that I'm not going to be hung over tomorrow, which is my the only thing I can take uh, from this defeat. Uh, what else? Who else? Favourite game of the tournament? Ooh. I, th I think it's the Australia-France one. I just remember at the end of it, I'm not Australian or French, but I remember having a tear in my eye. Just, I think, like the, the crowd, the atmosphere, and Australia going through, through and just... Yeah, that for me was the one that really got me, that game. Yeah, and then Australia going through to the semis, for me, that was probably my favourite game to watch, as a neutral as well. I, <laughs> I agree with you on that. The only thing I was stressing out about is that it was about to crash the England game yeah. going through. I'm like, oh, we, get, we don't even know who we're going to face, uh, even if we win, which we eventually did, obviously. Uh, favourite goal of the tournament? Ooh. I think I've got to go with Sam Kerr. The, vo the, the volley against England. The volley, yeah, the uh, the wonder goal yeah. from range. I thought that was unbelievable. Took took a little deflection, but I thought the audacity to shoot from there and the power behind it and what it meant in terms of the game and where it was at. I could give that one to Sam Kerr. I'm going to go for Lauren James um, yeah, in in the in the China six yes. one her yeah, volley because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just a that, that was just almost like a yeah here I am <laughs> loved <laughs> I've it arrived loved it exactly who was uh, I mean we've seen Salma Paralueo was named the young player of the tournament does she make your breakout star or was there somebody else that, that lit up the stage for you um, I think there was a few young kids that I was really impressed obviously Lauren James our own and I think in terms of lessons I think she'll come out of this probably at I've learned more from this tournament than any, any of the young the young players. Um, but yeah, I feel, yeah, I think Paralelo, sorry, it's a tongue twister to say. Paralelo. Paralelo. I think, <laughs> you know, the, the impact she made from the bench in the last two games, come on to score the winning go goal in two games. Her influence, her impact in the game, in the cup final at such a young age. I'll give it to her. And I, I also read she could have been an, an athlete as well earlier. 400 metre runner wow. she was, yeah, and a she hurdler as well. She made the right decision well. then, didn't she? She certainly <laughs> did, that's for sure. I loved watching Linda Caicedo for, for Colombia, albeit she was quite quiet and kept quite quiet in the England game. I, I, I loved watching her, I thought she's a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, and who was Colombia's striker? Was it Ramirez, number nine? Ramirez, Ramirez, yeah. loved her. I thought she was not a, not a young player, but I think she, she was up there. I think a real standout player for her team just did everything number nine that was back defending back tracking up the other end of the pitch scoring goals just real physical presence I really liked her and her attitude yeah and Hanata Miyazawa winning golden boot as well for her five goals for the tournament I thoroughly enjoyed watching Japan and had hoped that they would get a little bit further than, than we than they did uh, Jenna that's it it's just no. been so lovely <laughs> I know I don't want it to end it's been such good fun and it's been brilliant having you on board for the full five weeks it's been a joy um, we'll have a commiseratory drink after this I think we will
We'll, we'll have to. I will <laughs> see you soon for the start of the WSL season. Thank you to everyone involved in the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2 across the tournament and to Jenna Scalacci, Leanne Sanderson, Joe Shannon, Adrian Durham, Courtney Sweetman-Kirk, Serena Wiegmann, Jess Carter, producers Maya Anuma and Connor as well. And of course, all of you as ever for listening. Don't forget, if you do miss any of the shows live, you can download the Women's World Cup show via the TalkSport app. And we will be returning again with weekly shows at the end of September ahead of the WSL season kicking off again in October. But for now, thanks for being with us for the past five weeks and congratulations to the World Cup winners, Spain. Next here on TalkSport 2, PGA Tour Live BMW Championship.